What's up, Comics and Barstow and Axis Universe? How y'all doing today? Thank you so much for tuning in. Special guest for you guys today, PJ Johnson. PJ Johnson, the Denver comedian, came up to Greeley to the Moxie Theater Comedy Showcase one day. He was actually the feature that night and just absolutely crushed it. Just killed the audience. Absolutely hilarious. Got busting laughter all the way around. Oh man, I can't say enough good things. You have an opportunity to see him tonight at the Moxie Theater Comedy Showcase. He's coming back. He's going to headline for us. Sounds like he's going to feature for you. Get your advance VIP ticket at moxietheater.com. Show up. Be 15 bucks at the door. Definitely check it out. PJ Johnson, Sound Zach, really comedy boys, and Ben Daly. Night, Moxie But enough about that. Let's get it on with the interview. Everybody, please enjoy this exclusive one-on-one. Denver, Colorado comedian, PJ Johnson. What's up, Mr. Johnson? Yo. Drinking some coffee? Yeah, same here. Right. Having me some uh, some hazelnut cinnamon. Sounds real manly. Hazelnut cinnamon? I might have it like a... Toasted white chocolate, caramel mocha, fireside, something from Ziggy's. You know, support local businesses during these trying times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ain't never been to Ziggy's? Oh, no, no, I haven't actually. I gotta check it out. Yeah, it's a Colorado chain. This, they, 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 do, they, do, they do some bomb-ass breakfast burritos. I ain't even gonna lie. Like, for a little small little chain, I'm like, y'all Caucasians make these breakfast burritos pretty fine. Y'all don't do no extra shit to it, you know? <laughs> There's one opening up right here around the corner from where I live, so that's exciting news. I didn't know anything See, about it. now you're going to get to Yeah. You got to be first in line. All yeah, right? I just saw him. I was like, oh, okay. Because we're human being out, up here, you know, human being, coffee people. Mm, no? Never heard of them. It's all right. It's all good. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is you rocking the Detroit shirt? Yeah. Yeah, man. I got this shirt from, from an old girlfriend. Oh, you dated someone from Detroit? I, I, yeah, she was from Michigan. She was a cool chick, man. She was, she was, ah, cool. she was from Michigan. She wasn't from Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why it lasted so long. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, was, I loved her accent, man. There's something about her accent that I really like. Something about how they how they talk out there. I really liked it. I don't know. You know, <laughs> oh, okay. You so you okay? So the Midwest, the old Minnesotas and the Michigan. Yes, man. I guess I got a thing for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Older lady, older lady, kind of a pog, you know, and just oh, yeah. <laughs> was, uh, like, all right. I mean, I don't know most. I don't know most girls in Michigan. I was just like, mm, like if you go anywhere else outside of Michigan, you're gonna go like two, like probably two points lower. You know, like like a girl <laughs> in Michigan that's like an eight is like it's like a six. In Cali, it's, it's, it's like that. <laughs> I've always been kind of a guy that, that's that's about authentic and real, you know, rather than Barbie, you know? Well, my mama always taught me, you better not date nobody for their personality. That's first off, right? <laughs> you ain't bringing home no ugly kids. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> don't, don't do that, because then, then you do that. you like, I'm going to give you a chance. And then it's like. Nah, because your personality <laughs> didn't even make up for it and stuff. You know, you all it's like it's like you end up dating a nose breather. You know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, you're talking about my ex-wife now. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> That's truth, PJ. That's truth. You, they can't do the same. They can't do the same things that the South breather. <laughs> 
just it's a different world, man. It's a different world. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, man. Yeah, thanks for doing this, though. I appreciate this so much. I'm so excited oh, that you're coming down because you're coming down to Moxie Theater Comedy Showcase this Friday. Oh, you oh, killed man. it last time. You killed it. I'm so excited for you to come back. Oh, man. And it was crazy, too, because that was like my first show back. And I was just like, uh, you was going to tell me this is going to be my first show back. Then, Like, this is going to be my first show back. And it was going to be like in Greeley. I was like, okay, I would have, right, <laughs> I've never been there before, but that's a very surprising. I'm like, okay. And then you want to tell me that, like, hey, your first show of the new year, guess what? It's going to be in Greeley. I'm like, yeah. well, I guess I'm going to get real acquainted with Greeley and whatnot. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fine. That's, that's fine. I mean, how many venues do you get to, you know, do the first time twice? That's right. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes, it, yeah, because like sometimes it, it feel like you get like called up on a show and stuff, and it's just like, all right, we did, we, we did our obligation now you know like you know don't worry about us you know don't no don't hit us up for a while but like <laughs> but like but, but there's been definitely a few other spots that that's like that's definitely like welcoming back like like i gotta give a shout out to fucking ben kronberg nice. and uh anthony kapler who be doing the, the dimmer comedy lounge right. yeah like they like they like they show like real love and support and everything else so like that's like like it's, so it's definitely out there where they're like including you and it's like was like oh yeah we'll definitely like have you back as long as you funny like and that's all i care about it's like <laughs> It's like if you have me back, then that means you think I'm funny. If you don't invite me back, you gonna think I was ass or something. I'm like, mm, so tell me the truth. <laughs> oh yeah, you I mean know? that's definitely true. There's truth in all that, and what you just said because yeah, man, kill the room, and and I don't like it, it's business, you know. Sometimes on my end, and so I gotta yep. invite the people back that are gonna make the people laugh. That's what it comes down to, you know. That's all it is. And that's the and that's the thing I think that people get lost in is just like you know people are just like oh but like we. We were cool. We had like a good conversation and we were really friendly and everything else and all that. And it's like, no, but at the same time, like you got a job to do. It's just like if you come in there and you can't do that job, then there is no point in having you in because you only going to make the other people suffer. You're going to make the audience suffer. You're going to make the person that booked you suffer because the venue going to look at you being like, why the hell did you book this fool? And, mm. you was, and then they're going to look at you like you were just someone that just be doing people favors and not really trying to have the best interest for the business. So yeah, I think people get lost in that, and yeah. it's just unnecessary. It's like, nah, just go out there, be funny, and if you don't be funny, then go back to the, you know, go back to the, go back to the weight room, do get a couple reps in, <laughs> go go pump some iron. You gotta get stronger <laughs> for this shit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It gets lost in a lot of people, man. You're not just representing yourself and your own comedy and in your own jokes. It's in that moment you're representing the venue, you're representing, you know, the person that put yep. you on that show. Yeah, you look bad. You make the whole venue look bad, man. You don't want that. Then, oh that's yeah, that's why you don't get that. And, and so, and like, and that's my thing is that like, I love like, like for me, like I get, I appreciate it more when like the person that owns the venue come at me being like, "Hey, we really like you," than like yeah. anything else because I'm like, well, that can get me more money by pocket. Like, yeah, people can come by like the audience be like, "Oh my god, you were so great, you were so funny," ah, and all this other stuff, and then. They got other shit they gonna think about and everything else in like a day or two or something like that. So like they're not gonna remember you until like you pop up on TV or some shit like that. And there's just like I remember I saw that little quirky little black guy. <laughs> he, he, he was he was funny. He was he, he was funny. He was talking about his name and stuff. Like <laughs> so, but when the owner, but when the venue, when the venue like you. They're like, oh, okay, then we can definitely like go ahead and like have you back and all this other stuff, and this, you know. So I, I don't know. I guess it's like looking at the bigger picture instead of just being like, oh, but do the fans love me? Do you think people think of G Town kind of is just like a a check mark on the on the Colorado map? 
you think we're there yet? What do you mean there? Yeah, as like as like really as a place that you have. To yeah, as like to... a place that you should go and, and you should at least perform there once, at least you know, kind of in your comedy career. Is that is that kind of up there yet? You think? I want to. I I want to say. I want to say yeah, and I want to say that, and I think that is. I think that goes for a good amount of like of like Northern Colorado and stuff because the thing <laughs> is, is that like if you're too accustomed to like like the Denver area or the Boulder area or anything like that then you're to be honest you're just around too much of like a liberal like 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 liberal crowd and everything else okay. so you get and it makes you forget that other people exist and to be honest that's the reason why trump got elected in the first place but that's neither here nor there <laughs> you can't forget about though you can't forget about other people just because they're not like necessarily like the same people that like agree with you and everything else now i do think there's limits like you're not about to see me performing at a clan meeting you know <laughs> like that's, right. that's that's probably not gonna happen but yeah. overall like yeah i think with most of northern colorado you have to do that because you have to you have to know that your shit works like everywhere yeah. And like Greeley, I think specifically is like a city in Northern Colorado where it's like, yeah, you kind of have to go there because like there's like it's a different it's its own different culture. Like Greeley isn't the same as Fort Collins. Right. You know, but it's, right. and Greeley isn't necessarily the same as like Loveland, you know, like there's a weird there's like a little there's like a little more diversity definitely and greedy like compared to like the other spots but just kind of like being in a place that has diversity while at the same time maybe in a place that is like that maybe like leans like a little bit more politically right or anything like that that is something that i think you need to have under your belt to be like oh i know how to do like oh i know how to handle this you know yeah. like you can't just be good at where you're comfortable you gotta be good everywhere right right cities that have agricultural roots cities that are urban you know, you got to be funny in both places. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Oh, that, that's why I'm just like, ooh, I get to perform in Greeley. I'm like, okay. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> be, like, me personally, I was just like, I was like, oh, all right. Like, I'm always out. I'm always down for it because I'm like, I always love going to, to like new places to make sure that my shit work and stuff. Like, man, like real quick, like I went to, when I went to Durango to perform, like that Whoa. was something that was crazy to me. And I was just like, wait, y'all actually like me up here? Oh my God, I must be some <laughs> hot chocolate commodity or some shit. Like, you know, like I love going out to just anywhere else that isn't like, a, like up the block with me and just being like, yo, my shit works here. I don't gotta worry about it, you know? So affirming. Oh, it's such a great feeling. So is that, would you say that's one of the things that keeps you going is, you know, checking out a new place, doing your jokes, they hit, and that, you know, it's like, all right, I'm in this for a reason. This is why I do yeah. this. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, you know, my inner Sagittarius loves to travel, all right? Put it like that. Like, <laughs> okay. I, I love, I love right. fucking travel. Yeah. So, like, with that and just, like, with comedy as well and all that, like, it's also kind of, like, also, like, one of the things that keep me going because, like, I'm the type of person that, like, if I get too comfortable in one spot, I just get antsy and I'm just like, mm, am I really doing anything, like, crazy here? And then this is like, no, let me go somewhere else and like, let me like make sure it works here and works there and all that. And that, you know, whether it's comedy, whether it's dating, whether it's work or anything like that, it's like the same stuff. Like I always yeah. try to diversify it up, you know, it's like, like you, like you have to, you know, it's, it's kind of just being able to like, you know, figure out like more like about yourself and everything, you know? So yeah. like, yeah, definitely going out and like doing comedy at other places. It's like one of the, like definitely gets me going and stuff. Even if it's a place I'm like, 
I probably would never think of ever going there. Like, I don't know, South Dakota, you know, like I've never thought about performing in South Dakota or anything like that, but I'm kind of glad I went. I'm going to say kind of, but like overall, overall, like it it was another notch on the belt, you know, and just knowing that like comedy can take me to places that like I never would have fucking thought of going, but that's still just giving me experience of just like the world that like, like the world and like what I get to see and like, and also, like, kind of one of the things is, like, one of my rules is, like, everything is material, you know? Like, no matter where you go and all that, it's, like, there's you can always take away something from it, you know, and put it out on stage. Yeah, I think that's a rule that gets lost. It's, like, I mean, everything that's in front of me right now, I could I can make something of it if I, if I thought hard enough, you know? Yeah, it's, like, when, when people can, like, freestyle to shit that's just around them. Like, they can look around and they can, like, make a rhyme out of it. Like, it's, it's just, like, shit like that. It's, like, if you, like, really focus on it, like, enough, then you can. Now, I'm also not trying to act like... Like, I'm some, like, you know, comedian savant who is just, like, like spending hours just writing these, like, well-crafted jokes and shit like that. Like, no, it's, it's not anything like that. But, like, let the jokes come to you in a sense, you know? Would you say you're the comedian that doesn't necessarily write out longhand, but just kind of gets on stage, is funny, records it, and then kind of pulls it from that? Yeah, I'm definitely that type. I'm, it's so hard for me to sit down and just focus and write. And maybe that's because of the weed that I smoke. But that's, but that's, <laughs> but just that's overall weed. being like, just being like, sit there with a piece of paper and a pen and be like, all right, now be funny. And I'm just like, uh, like, it's just, it's just weird. It's the way I try to describe it is like, it's like the reason why LeBron and like Russell Westbrook has never done the dunk contest. Okay. You know, they can't recreate the same intensity that they have in the actual okay. game to do some little content you know like it's hard to grab that energy so like for me you know it's just like i learn way more being out in the field like i'll i'll jot a couple things down and i'll go back and forth and i'll piece things together but overall yeah i just got i like it's kind of just like the feel of it you know like because i've just learned that almost anything can happen to where like if you try to over plan for well at least for me if i over plan for something then like if something doesn't go the way i wanted to then i'm just like oh wait that wasn't supposed to happen what the fuck do i do now you know something you notice as an audience member seeing you perform on stage there's something about seeing you and your improvisation abilities I'm like, yeah. oh man, this guy, because you know, I'm a comedian. I notice some things that the audience may not notice, but I'm still laughing my ass off the whole time because right. I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm like, oh, 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 I feel it. I feel it, PJ. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then you, you take it <laughs> and you roll with it and you kill the audience. And you're like, oh, 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 what? you know, and then NB comes, you know, and you <laughs> can I do that. I got to learn how to do that. And then, you know, you just learn it. It's really, it's like a masterclass. That's what I appreciate about you guys coming down to Greeley. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I know maybe that's that, maybe that's a little bit of our audience too. I was trying to say that is, you know, we really appreciate you guys coming down but we're gonna make you work you know we, oh yeah not jump oh yeah and that, like it's 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 the thr- i don't know like it's it's the thrill of it you know like like i don't know like for me like when i'm on a good day you know like i like being able to show up to the spot like you know like 30 minutes hour beforehand or something and like my favorite thing to do if, is to like literally go on the stage and just like feel like the area and everything else and like i'll just like watch the people i'll do head counts i'll like like i'll literally start writing like the it's, it's like you know it's like it's like getting the playbook ready you know the first 10 plays of the football game you're just getting that ready and once you got the first 10 plays ready and you're like, all right, I can see how y'all doing it. Then I could just come back and just like act how I want to, you know, it's just like, 
oh, if you ain't digging it, then I could just act like I could just get like fake pissed with y'all and be like, why ain't you doing this? Or like if like if y'all like if someone's like if I hear more women like like a like applauding or anything else, then I can make fun of people's boyfriends. And at the same time, I know I'm gonna have somebody on my side, you know. Right, okay. So it's just yeah. I don't know. It's just like just taking the time to gather the energy of the room before anything has started. It kind of like you know what the playing field is, you know, like if yeah. like if you want. You're on a battlefield and you on the battlefield before anybody else is you get to see where all the trees is you can see where you get to hide at night where other people can go it's like that you know comedy is war sometimes like mm-hmm. war with yeah. the audience and yourself at the same time yeah i hear a lot of good analogies in that of like kind of war between you and the audience but you're you know you want to be the one that's winning you want to win over you know with the humor part of it um, yeah. i hear a lot of you know getting people on your side making sure you have people in the audience say you know oh here's a here's the thing that i caught a lot of is uh, the football analogies you mentioned you know having a playbook but then <laughs> Also, being able to call an audible on the fly. So, how much would you say is playbook, and how much would you say is calling an audible when you're doing your set? I would say about, I say about 60, 40. I say like 60, 40 is like is, is probably the set, and then like the 40 is like is like the improv and so and everything else. Because like you always have to be able to have your set to fall back to. You know, like no because if your improv isn't working or you take too much of a risk, you always have to be able to fall back to your set, in my opinion, you know. But some people live on live and die on that hill where they'll just like improv it and some people are like really fucking good at it, you know, like like you know, like Sam Talent can do some shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like so I so I think that when so I think that when it comes down to it, like the, the set is really like the set is important. So it's always nice to just to have like a few of those points or like a few of those things that you could just like always just come back to. But like the improv of it is kind of fun because then like because once you got it, you can adjust that 40 percent into 60 percent if you want. So right. that's why I say you should start off like I should like I start off with like 60 for the set. But if the improv is going well, once I do it, it'll turn into 60 improv and i'll just be like oh i ain't gonna do this joke or this joke fuck that we having fun we doing this that and the other like we getting to know each other and whatnot who you like fucking do you like fucking people like me like you get to like you get to you know when you get to i don't know because once you do that and like you show some sense of like vulnerability for yourself it's so easy for the crowd to play along with your improv you know i think that's another thing we get lost in is that like sometimes as a comedian we try too much to show that like we're such a good comedian to and we forget to be like yo i'm literally just like you as soon as i get off this fucking stage yeah. and i think when we i think getting lost in that it you know it takes away a sense of vulnerability that you want to give to the audience you know cuz like you can be self deprecating and all that but like you don't want necessarily want to be like a uh, charity cause with you up there you don't want to feel like you getting jokes because people feel bad for you but when you go out there and you're vulnerable in a way that's just like weird and quirky or something like that it's just like huh I know a weird and quirky motherfucker like that, or maybe I'm that motherfucker too. Like maybe I like getting things in my asshole like this motherfucker does. You know, it's like once you're vulnerable like that, people are just like, hmm, you know, I wish more people was this honest about themselves. Once you give them that honesty and that vulnerability, oh, you can have so much fun with improv that it's like sometimes you just say fuck it and just go like 75%, you know, to 75%. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the more I talk to comedians, the more I, I pick their brain about the craft, the more. I feel like there's like 100 to 200 different rules you have to know before you get up on stage. Like it starts small 
just get up yep. there, tell some jokes, get the stand out of the way, you know, and then yeah. go from there. But then the more you kind of dive deeper, it feels like there's all these other kind of different rules, like make sure your posture, make sure you're vulnerable, make sure you talk to the audience like they're your best friend. You know, out of all these kind of, you know, guidelines for the craft, what would you say is the most important when you're up there? I think the most important thing when you're up there is to just be honest, you know? And well, I think enough, I think actually, no, I'm gonna change that. I think the most important thing to realize is that you can't control why, like how someone responds. You can't, you can't like, even if someone likes you, even if someone like, like pause at your jokes and stuff like that, you can never lose sight that they may not, they may like you for something that's not your jokes. Like people could literally like my like my shit because I'm because I'm pretty or some shit like that. Or some people couldn't want to like just like my shit because like oh I'm black oh oh I'm black so I'm like you know I should be yeah. like extra supportive of this stuff. So mm-hmm. I so it's like you can't control why people like you when as far as that crowd, but at the same time if they like you that's all that fucking matters. Be likable. Yeah, yeah. And just don't think that's always going to be like your jokes, because if you think that because like if you think there's always going to be your jokes, then you're going to get lost in like the sauce. You're going to get you're going to lose sight of like who you are outside of like being a comedian, you know, like so. So, yeah, I would definitely say be being likable. And I think second is like being honest, you know, because to me, you don't have to be you don't have you don't have to be honest to be a good comedian. Motherfuckers yeah. lie all the time, you know, like yeah. you just you can you either know your shit or you know how to tell a lie, one or the other, you know. So that's why I say like be likable first and then be honest as second. PJ, you are a strong, proud black man. Yes, sir. I am a strong, proud brown man. And yes, I've noticed sir. I can just see it in people's faces when I get up there. I can see kind of an intimidation factor on some of the audience members. Yes. How do you get yeah. over that? How do you get over that? What, you know, how do you get over that, you know, in an instant so that you can get onto the business of doing your jokes and getting the laughs? Um, I smile. Yeah. I smile, to be quite honest. Okay. I mean, like, because my thing is, is that, like, no matter what, you may be intimidated, but you're not going to be so intimidated to the point that as soon as I get on stage, you're not going to want to hear what the fuck I have to say. Okay. So that's the thing. I think that there's an advantage for us in comparison to like white males that there we live in a day and age where more where more people want to hear from us. You know, whether it's because they genuinely care or they want to feel like they care. They want like we have like that longer grasp of attention, I believe, than like with white guys. Now, we may not. And I also think that we sometimes can be able to get away with certain shit, too. So like for me, like in the intimidation factor it's never like I know that shit is going to come to a standstill once you find out that I'm Papa Junior Joseph Papa Johnson. You're like, what the fuck? And I love like also like having material to break that shit down and you know and like that's also another part of being honest it's like look at me like i'm 130 pounds soaking wet with bricks in my pocket like who every woman in here like 80 percent of the women in here probably could beat my ass like (laughs) just be honest like when you say that you're just like huh okay now i'm breaking down the fact that you're black and just being like Oh well, yeah, I could whoop your ass. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Why do I gotta be intimidated to you? You know, it's yeah. it's just 
it's just kind of how you like you like break it down to them and stuff because once again you can't control how people gonna feel about you whether they gonna like you or whether they not gonna like you so like i mean if you you know with the intimidation it's like it's your job to break that down because you know it's not necessarily you being any different it's just you just being like no this is just who i am you know and like when people when people feel that that whole like not necessarily the whole like oh you're a person of color thing goes away but more so just like the all right well i'm just kind of like all right now i'm like like intrigued because like you're interesting you know mm-hmm. like if you're interested enough fuck the whole like like fuck what your like your skin color is your gender or anything like that like once you get the people once the people start listening they're fucking listening you know like it's it's, it's beautiful because comedy is like like the greatest form of justice i've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. ever yeah. ever I, I, criminal just i don't i don't care i think that's the i think comedy is one of the greatest forms of justice i've ever seen because I've seen because like I've seen people who are who are older than me that suck who are older than me that great who are younger than me that were great who like white all like black like trans doesn't matter like I've seen so many fucking talented and funny people from different aspects of life but and I've I've seen them like I've seen people love them and I've seen people hate them and it's just fucking and it's ridiculous to see that in person and know that like no matter who you are, you could be a famous motherfucker. You can have the audience attention for like the first five minutes just out of respect because it's like, all right, we're going to listen to you because you someone that we know. But after like 10, 15 minutes and you not doing good, they're like, okay, so now where's the part where you're going to be funny? Like they'll still be able to walk away and be like, you know, he really wasn't that funny today and all that. Like, I don't know. That's, I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous to see how justice prevails in comedy, you know? Yeah. No, I love seeing it too. So good. Do you remember your first paid gig? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember my first paid gig. I made twenty dollars and I opened for I opened for Dick Black out in Lafayette, and um, I opened for I opened for him. And I remember I wrote down my whole set word for word, like word for what I yeah. was going to say, yeah. you know. And I had my girl come and all this other stuff. I was excited and all that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> my first show and all. You know, I'm a haircut, look good, and you know, I yeah. go up there. And like my shit was not hitting, and I'm just like, "What is what is this?" Like, and I kept trying to do my shit. Like, I got a couple laughs, but it wasn't nothing. I was just like, "Wait, this isn't going how I expected," you know. And then I remember this dude went up. This other black dude, he went up right after, and <laughs> I was sitting there with my girl, and she was like, "You know what? You should try to be more like him." You know, like how he. Oh. And I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Can't take you nowhere. You can't go nowhere with me. <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. Huh? Man, <laughs> I was just, I was just like, I was just like, that shit hurt. <laughs> that shit yeah, hurt. yeah. And like, and like, also the other part too. Like, it had to be another black dude. It had to be another. Yeah. Dude. Like, <laughs> ah, I'm like, why did you do? <laughs> Yeah. It hurt. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I remember my first show. And but the crazy thing about my first show is um the crazy thing is about my first show, because it got really loud. Um crazy thing about my first show is that my first show was on the day that my mom got married. And my mom lives out in like Detroit, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I made the choice to do the show instead of go to my mama's wedding. And I told myself that like if I make this choice, I can't never look back at comedy and you know and like and I always got to remember that because 
there can never be a day where I can like there has to be a day where I can come back and tell my mama that, you know, missing, you know, the happiest day of her life, missing that for a $20 opening gig. Mm. You know, I'm just like, I can never come back and be like, oh, it was worth it unless I actually like make it somewhere like doing this shit, you know? Mm. So like, so yeah, I, I definitely remember my first show. Right. A little heavy there, PJ. (laughs) <laughs> let's go. Let's go a little bit. Let's go a little bit deeper. What is Mr. Johnson's biggest fear in this life? You know, I think the biggest fear is that I think the biggest fear is that I'll look back at comedy and say that it wasn't worth it. I guess that's my biggest. I guess that's one one of my big. I guess my, that's my biggest fear because, like, you know, this is one of those things I feel like I got to see the end to. You know, and I got to see how far it takes me. And you know, just being like sitting back and being like yo, this was a waste of time. I think that's my biggest fear, you know, because I couldn't imagine anything else that I would be happier doing, you know, besides, you know, telling jokes, I guess. Right. You know? And so, and I'm not trying to say that, um, you know, I got to become like rich and famous, you know, right. but if I could get to a point where I could literally pay all of my bills by just doing comedy, where literally comedy is my full-time job like I feel like I've made it you know I feel Mm -hmm. like that's what I feel like that's what making it is as a comedian and Mm -hmm. everything else afterwards is just cherries on top I think so I think my biggest fear is just being is looking is coming to a point where I look back and be like it wasn't worth it yeah looking back and regret definitely no man I appreciate that thanks for thanks for sharing that I got a little bit heavy there and we're that's good though we're comics Oh yeah, there ain't no yeah, there ain't no problem. We we are we are we are um we have we're layered, you know. Yeah. We have many layers to to ourselves, you know. We we are the we uh, the the tears of a clown, as they like to say, or That's some right. some shit like that. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Let's bounce back. Let's bounce back real quick. Um, <laughs> okay. What what is it about comedy that keeps you coming back to it? Oh man, I'm an attention whore. if we just go be a hundred i'm an attention whore it's it's just something about making somebody laugh everything else that just like just like gets me that just kind of like gets me going you know like 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 the attention like the people are like coming out to be like oh we're coming to see you and like to like Mm -hmm. talk about you and everything like that like you know it's the closest you know like i don't know my leo rising really appreciates comedy put it like that all right like it's you know i i like i i just love the attention i love being like adorned and everything else because it wasn't there used to be a time where i didn't feel like that where i was just like there was there wasn't no decadence about me you know i was just regular old pete just a square and whatnot just trying to you know figure some shit out and but with comedy i guess it's just like seeing people laugh at just the shit that I, the stupid shit that I come up with and stuff, and then just being like, you know what? We're going to pay you for this, okay? Like, and then, because it's silly. Like, it's so silly. Like, like okay, you get, like, like if you get paid, like, all right, I'm going to pay you, like, like, like $40 to do, to do, like, a 10-minute set for me or some shit like that. Then you're just sitting back, like, motherfucker, if I did an hour on stage, like, what do, what, what do you mean? Like, I make, like, I'm making, like, there's a point where, not where you're making hand over fist. It's not like we're balling or anything like that. We right. still have expenses to go into. But even still, it's just like, 
just knowing that like you're getting that attention and then like people want to come up to you and try to be your friend and you're sitting back like look i appreciate that, that you like me but i really don't want to be your friend like that and then you just get to bounce man <laughs> that's just so fucking because <laughs> 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 like the you know, you know what I'm talking about. When, like, somebody come up to you and they like really, really like your set, and they like trying to get to like know you like that. And you like, uh, no, yeah. I'm not here for all. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like that for me. So like, just like just the attention that just just to being able to just be like boom and just dip out. You know, it's just kind of like all right, like I. I'm like I like this. Like this is like this is fun for me. You know, it's like people think I'm pretty. All right. Yeah, but I mean, if we're gonna keep it, if we're gonna keep it real like that, PJ, I mean, come on, I'll be the first to admit that like somebody comes up to me and is like, "Hey, man, good set. Let me buy you a beer." I'll be like, "Oh, okay, let's go, let's go, man." Okay, oh, you know, but you know, you know, somebody comes up to you and is like, "Hey, man, great set. Let's go, let's go enjoy this. You know, let's go smoke this real quick." Like, what do you think? Right. Okay. Like, yeah, you know, someone's like, "Oh, you want to go smoke and everything else?" I'm like, "All right." I'm like, "Yeah." I'll, yeah, I'm I'm com- I'm camaraderie with it like that, you know, like you know, hanging outside of like mics and shit like that. But like, there's no, there's just something about just walking in, raising hell, and just leaving. Mm-hmm. It adds that like allure, that like that that mystery to it, you know. Like what made me like that was when I first witnessed Derek Stroop, right? Okay. Like we did a show in Longmont together, and he murdered. Right, it was the second time I saw him. He comes in. He murders in a way that I didn't see. Like, he was hilarious. I was losing mm-hmm. my shit watching him. And he just fucking, like, just, and he's like, oh, I got to go do another show. And he just fucking dipped. And I'm just yep. like, I want to do that shit, you know? Like, <laughs> like when when I saw that, I was like, that's how I want to be. Arrive, raise hell, and leave. <laughs> that, I, that was just pure Stone Cold Steve Austin vibes oh, that man, I got yeah. from him. And I really, really fucked with it. So, like, kind of like that. You guys want to be heartbreakers, man, because I'll admit, like, Stroop came out to Greeley, and he did the same thing, man. He murders the room. And I'm like, yeah, man, I know this guy. I know this guy. Watch me go say hi to this guy. You know, and then I go, I hand him his money. He's like, all right, thanks, Rudy. Peace. I'm like, oh, what? Ah, ah. <laughs> so, so, okay, well, the thing is about both me and him is that, like, you know, we do, a, we, we got another job and shit like that. I feel that, yeah. Born, you know, so, like. And so, so there's like those, there's that, those parts, but then other times it's mainly like when I refer to that is mainly with like, like the audience that I'm talking about. If yeah. it's like other comics or it's, it's something like that, then that's different. Like mm-hmm. one time, like I did a show, I, I did a show in Fort Collins. We did this house show together and I brought a date and everything. Bad little thing. Just, ah, just like, ah. Anyway, so brought her to the show, and after the show, man, it was like a whole music thing and everything else that was going on indoors and all that. Man, I spent a whole hour and a half talking to him outside about comedy. Like, I didn't have, I had no problem doing that because I was, and like, no one, I got a bad little thing just chilling in the house, and I was just like, yeah, 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 this is good, I like this, this this could work. I'm like, this This is fine. Now, we don't talk no more, for obvious reasons. <laughs> but when, well, when it come down to, like, with, like, the other comics and with, like, like, with the producers and with the venue and everything else, I don't got a problem staying out till, like, you know, like, 12, 1, 2 in the morning or something like that because, like, some of the best powwows and everything else happens during those times. Going down to Denver and, like, you, and you're sitting there and it's like, 
it's like you, uh, Stephen, AJ, like like Crawford and shit like yeah. that. Like all mm-hmm. just like just talking shit for like two, three hours. Like that shit's like dope, you know. Mm-hmm. But like with like the audience, and they're just like, "Hey man, can I buy you?" And I'm just like, "Ah, let me let me get out of here now." Unless you know, yeah. now unless yeah, yeah. it's like, "Oh mm-hmm. hey, how you doing?" You look real good, and I really like your jokes. You know, I really like a man that with a good sense of humor type shit. I, you know, I might go ahead with what you're talking about. You look some type of way, okay, you know. But I also get off stage not trying to think like that because I'm like, yo, I'm, I be thinking that like women in the crowd be like, oh, this motherfucker weird, but he funny though. Like, <laughs> so I don't think that's just like I'm just like a heartthrob where right? they're just like. Oh my god, he's so pretty. He's so funny, and I'm so moist. It's not. I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think that what is what ended up happening. You know. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I left out a little bit of detail with that Stoop star. I mean, he did have a lady friend with him at the time, and so. Got you. I'm sure there's no greater feeling. I wouldn't know, but I'm sure there's no greater feeling than doing a set, <laughs> filling the room, and then going somewhere and celebrating. You know what I'm saying? Like this probably. Man. You're probably on cloud nine after that. You know. So. Man, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It's 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 happened like a few times and stuff. But I I, I tell you what, it's it's a it's amazing because like that's when those parts where you like, damn, am I, I am I really a comedian now or is am I am I still a comic? You know, it's like, am I still just a motherfucker that's telling jokes or my motherfucker that's good at telling jokes? It's like yeah. that's when mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like because and I like that shit. It's kind of like I think I perform the best. If I have, if I if I bring a lady friend with me, I think mm-hmm. I perform the best because yeah. like it's kind of like if you playing like basketball, like just with your homies and shit like that, you know. And the next thing you know, all these girls come by, you start trying to be like Allen Iverson and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you start, start trying to do all this extra shit. <laughs> I feel like that's me, and I and I think that shit. It's so fun. So like, I love having a lady friend there because it just it just ups my game because I'm like, I'm not about to bomb in front of someone who I potentially have the chance of having sex with. I'm not yeah. about to risk oh. that. There's two. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're betting on yourself more, so it gets the adrenaline up more. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't even imagine like bombing and then trying to go for it. Oh, <laughs> oh no, oh 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 oh. <laughs> But like I remember one time I was on a I was on like on a random like hinge date with this girl and she came to a show that I did and it was like the weirdest thing. Like that was when I learned that some people just don't fucking click, you know? Mm, and mm-hmm. and we're and we're out and I and I was like, hey, you know, I got drink tickets. Would you like something to drink? She's like, oh no, I'm good. Thank you. And I'm like, okay, okay. And so then like about 45 minutes later, go in. I'm just like, hey, are you sure? And, you know, like I'm about to you sure you don't want to drink? She's like, yeah, no, I'm fine, whatever. I do my set, come back. And it's been like, you know, like an hour or so. She's like, I'm like, you you want like a glass of water? No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Pause. Okay. You're not about to sit here hour and a half damn near <laughs> all dry in the mouth and shit for whatever reason. I don't know. But like that was what that was a moment where I knew no matter how good my set went. It wasn't, I'm like, oh, this ain't gonna work. I'm like, oh, this ain't gonna, mm -mm." like, the response I got wasn't even like, oh my God, you're so funny or anything like that. It was like, oh, do you like do this often? Like, you're pretty good at this. I'm like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. That wasn't no hell, that wasn't no hell yeah. That wasn't a hell yeah. (laughs) 
No, no, no. It wasn't a hell yeah. No, it was not a hell. It was just like a, uh, oh, that's what you, oh, oh, my pride. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just like, well, you ain't drank nothing all damn night. So I don't think I wouldn't want to do anything with you anyway. So <laughs> we're going <laughs> to, so I'll just, you know, I had to tell myself something to, to get my pride back, you know, as us, you know, hurt men do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta do something. Gotta do it quick. Like, you know, make those, you know, make those like, like, like women ask, they're like, why does a guy, when he holler at me and I tell him no, he gotta call me out my name? I'm like, because you hurt his feelings. They're like, but that ain't right. I'm like, I didn't say it was. I'm telling you why it happened. If you would have said something that he wanted to hear, he wouldn't have had that response. It doesn't, like, sorry, that's not it. I'm not saying all guys are like that. And I'm not trying to say that all guys appropriate to do that in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But that's just the reality of the world that we live in. Hurt niggas yeah. gonna be hurt and they're gonna show it in some type of way. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. you got me on the roll, man. I'm about, I'm about <laughs> man's pride. No, I feel that. Something about a man's pride, man. He can't be messing with a man's ego, especially when he's trying to be on stage. He can't be doing that. I know. That's why I was so hurt when she oh. told me, you should be like that other guy. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I found the guy because I, I try to brand myself as like big marshmallow dude. I get a lot of tips from from audience members after the show. I've gotten two so far. One was yeah. I should do more topical humor. And the other one uh-huh. was don't shy away from the Mexican shit. Those were the exact words. man. I don't know. So, you know, and this sucks, but I I always never someone in the audience has like, you know, a tip for me. Mm-hmm. I have to be like, have you ever performed before? I have to do that. I have to. Because I'm like, if you don't know what it's like being on that stage where the moment, you know, that people, that that gets lost is like the moment when like, you know, coming to the stage, here's PJ Johnson and you, and you're walking, that moment you're walking up, you hear the people applaud or sometimes not even say shit, but whatever. But like, the, that moment that you, between you saying something and the crowd hearing something, that little gap, people don't understand what that gap is like. Because that's the gap where some people when get up on that stage and it's just like, they just choke. Like, they just mm-hmm. like, yeah. that it all, all goes from shit from there, you know? And you can see some people try to like, try to get rid of that by like, you know, coming to the stage, PJ Johnson, and you run out on stage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you try to delete that gap, you know. You're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll come out with the applause and hear the applause with the yeah, yeah, we're all good. You know, you can try to come out with that, but like, even when you do all that, after you settle down, it's like, huh, like you're gonna get to that moment again. And it's like, oh shit. So if you don't know nothing about that moment to me, it's like I can't take your advice on what I should do on stage, you know. You're like, have you had a family? Have you had a family member that knows that you're a comedian? Have they hit you with one of the, um, I got a little joke for you, a little comedy oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And you just be sitting back like, the fuck do you do? Oh, this some shit that'd be funny. Mm-hmm. This, like, <laughs> man, that is the most, anno- I have to stop my family every time. They're just like, <laughs> I got a little somebody, a little comedy skit. And I'm just like, stop. No, yep. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to yep. hear it. Because you're trying to make it sound like this one joke that you got. It's going to be the joke to get me paid. And that's not going to be the case. <laughs> I promise you, all right? If that was, if it was such a good joke, 
you'll be up there doing that fucking joke and getting paid. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone, mom. I don't want to hear <laughs> the joke that you have, okay? And it's so weird because, like, I'm from Detroit, you know, and I my family's hood. So, like, my stepdad, the type of nigga who'll just be like, who'll just be like, I got some shit for you. You should talk about how when Siri don't want to listen to you if you want to go to Family Dollar and then she take you to Dollar Tree. I'm like... <laughs> Sure, shut, the, shut the fuck up forever please yeah, just, please shut the fuck up no. like, i just don't i no. don't want to hear it uh, <laughs> I, I was just like could you hear yourself saying on stage and oh, i don't know I, I don't know you know i just thought that you know you can do someone that you the one that's the comedian okay sir yeah. so yeah i'm not i'm not good with taking advice from people about comedy who have not set foot on the stage to do comedy before like i'm i'm past that point in comedy to where i i'm like i can't I'm at yeah. the point where it's like I gotta listen to me and mm. listen to like vets, you know, like, mm. like that, like, li- like listen to vets and shit, like, and and I'll, and also not even just that. I like listening to like a op- like when I see a like a comic that's like like that's open micing and that's like just starting out and everything else. I love seeing that burst where I see from them. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker got some hustle. And like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I love getting to know them and stuff like that. But like, overall, like, I, I still think you can learn something from anyone. But when it comes down to the crowd, like, you can't take so much of that in because it's like, always remember the perspective. It's like, if you don't know what it's like to step into my shoe, it's like, white person try to tell me about being black. It's like, I can't yeah. really listen to you because you, you don't know what it's like. The only difference between those two things is that. One of those things is you can easily change as far as, like, you never stepping on stage before. The other one, you'll never be able to change. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> being able to know that is, like, weird. So I can't I can't do it for, like, the crowd, you know? Right. That's just me. You're there to entertain the crowd, not necessarily let them be your therapist. Exactly. And, oh, man. People get lost in that and stuff. And, like, yeah. there's ways... But there's ways, of course, you can do anything and make it funny. Like, you can be, yeah, you can be, so you can have that type of thing. Like, most people, I'm just like, eh, just, 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 just don't do it. Because you, because you fucking up the vibe now, whatnot. Like, I'm trying to get out here and be silly. And you out here, you know, like, you know, like, trying to tell them about, like, why your mom didn't like the fact that you came out. It's just like, okay, we understand that's hard for you. But, like, did you turn this into a good joke? Yeah, like yeah, I, I just thought of that's it. You mentioned your family there a little bit. Would you say they've been pretty supportive of you in the comedy path? Um, <laughs> hell, PJ, yeah. that, that's not a hell yeah, even PJ. <laughs> nah, nah, it's not, it's not a hell yeah because, like, to be honest, it's you know I don't you know like like my mom is like my biggest supporter from a comedy. She's always asking me about doing shows and stuff like that. You know, last time I went into town, like, they wanted to, like, to see, they wanted to, like, see my stuff. But, like, I don't know, I'm just kind of weird about it with, like, with my family, you know? Because I don't think my family could ever look at me as a comedian. They'll always just see me as PJ, you know? So... I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of weird about it. Like, I don't let, like, I don't let everybody back home know about my comedy and shit like that, you know? And I'm not that very open with my comedy when it comes down to everyone back home. Because personally, I feel like the real support will come when the house is already built. Okay. You know? When they feel you've made it. You know? Exactly. When you know they feel you made it, yeah. Exactly. Like, they're not going to be there for the cold nights you got to spend in South Dakota and everything else. Or, yeah. like, the times that you got to like, you know, sleep in your car so that way you can make this other shit. Like they're not going to be there for those, 
those times and everything else and all that, you know? So it's just like, because y'all don't really, like, y'all have other shit y'all need to worry about. Mm-hmm. Your own lives. I'm not trying to fault anyone for that. But yeah. it's like, you, it's like, y'all gonna have to be there when the shit is there because you're not, because until I make it there, you're gonna think this is just a hobby to be a hunt that I'm just gonna be like, get, get that, that for a while. And that's it. I get that from my family a lot too. Kind of just like, you know, my mom, same way. When my Thiaz is awesome, she'll come to a few shows, but for the most part, yeah. it's the same, 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 same sentiment. Yeah, man, you're just, is this, is this anything? Is this going to turn into anything? Is this going to support you? Is this going to put a roof over your head? You know, that's uh-huh. kind of like where they're coming from. And I, I get where they're coming from, but man, it's also like, you know, I could use you at a show. I could use those laughs. I can use, you know, cause there's a lot to be said for kind of directing an audience. Sometimes audience, sometimes oh, people yeah. are there for the first time, you know? And so you got to be like, all right, this is where you clap. All right, this is where you go. Ha, ha, ha. You know, and so, <laughs> you know, that's you, you know, but my, you know, but with me, if I had, cause like, I don't have any, I don't live by, I don't have any family out here in Colorado. It's literally oh, just okay. like, I'm a, I'm a lone wolf. So like, for me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really want my, like my people, like my family and stuff to come to my show like that, like that often, you know, because right. I don't want to. I don't necessarily want it to feel artificial. Like I want to know for sure that like it was me, you know, like, like I can invite, like, like if I, like invite, if I invite a girl out to the show or some shit like that, then it's like, or if I invite the homie out to the show, then like, uh, and I'm not expecting them to laugh at my stuff because like, if I invite the homie out to the show, the homie's a comedian, you know? And if I invite like, and if I invite a woman to the show, then it's someone that's probably interested in me and that I'm interested in them or something like that. Or we just cool from being interested in each other back in the day. But I don't like having to feel like, you know, I don't necessarily like, like, like you have to laugh at this and that and the other. It's like, no, I want this to be as genuine as shit. Like if you don't think if you are my family or someone I fuck with and you don't think I'm funny, then let me know that. Cause you lying to me ain't gonna help me get better with what the fuck I gotta do, you know? Nice. So, yeah, I would much rather not have anyone be there than to have people be there that's just gonna be like, like, like seals, just, oh, 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 yeah, that was great. Oh, oh my God. And I'm just like, cause I'm gonna feel that from the stage and, and it's not gonna, it's not gonna make me feel better. It's gonna make me feel like, like the stripper who, doesn't isn't that isn't that talented and it's like the end of the night and no one's at her shit and mm. then like some of the strippers who was making money earlier come out and throw a couple of dollars go get it girl yeah girl and you just like i didn't do this to get money from my my co-worker i got from i did this to get money from but i will say this though i also have learned that there's politics that is involved when it comes down to bringing people in that too, which I'm not good at. Cause like I said, I don't like bringing a lot of people. So it's just like, I'm just going like, I'm just going to do me, but overall, like, like seeing how stuff works with like competitions and everything else and stuff where it's almost, where it's like, where it's like a, like a stat booster for every person that you bring in and stuff, because like, that's what the big, that's what like the comedy work, that's what they want to see. And it was like, do you have a following? Like if mm. you come to a show, can you guarantee that we're going to make money? And it's yeah. not just about being funny. It's about mm-hmm. whether you can guarantee 25, 30, 40, 50, 100, 200,000 people in these seats. You know, mm. that's the only reason why Kevin Hart get to sell out the Lincoln Stadium. 
because he could guarantee that he could get he could fill out that whole damn thing, you know. So this, so yeah, like bringing company is is a weird train to ride on for me. No, no, I get that. No, I get that. You know, I get the part of like from the audience, you would rather have brutal honesty, you know, and <laughs> honest laughter, you know, or or honest disapproval than yeah. fake laughs and like or people just heckling for the attention. You know what I'm saying? And Even you know what. You know, but even if someone's heckling for the attention, everything else, like, like that's like, I like that because yeah. I have to, it's part of the unexpected. And it's like, and that only is going to make, that's only going to make you stronger. That's like you, like, you know, that's like you, like, you know, pushing up like some weights and everything else. And then someone just come by and just slides an extra weight on your shit. And you got to like work that much yeah. harder to get it up. Nah, because if you do get it up, it's going to make you stronger in the right. end. You can't just be like, oh, why you do that? I'm putting this shit down. Nah, you can't do that. You look like a little bitch out there. You can't you can't do that in front of the crowd. So once you get the heckler, you got to roll with it while at the same time not getting your emotions overly involved, you know, because right. once because once you once the crowd can feel and that your emotions are overly involved with this one heckler, the heckler won. The heckler did yeah. what the fuck they wanted. My if you can just hit the heckler like bam and then just move on, it's brilliant. It's like it's like the pretty girl at the bar and everything else. You see her just being like side and everything else and then you just come up to her and you just give her a compliment and everything else. Oh I thank you and you just walk away. You're like but Wait, that's it? Yeah, that's it. That's all no. That's all the attention you get. Now you just keep it pushing. I know you want Sometimes, more. I know you want it. I know you want it. Exactly. That's all you get. I know you I know you want me to keep talking to you, but I'm not going to just because it's only gonna give you the satisfaction. Yep. That's it. Yeah. And then when you want to curve me, you could do it at any point in time because because <laughs> I'm playing in your hand. My balls are now in your hand, and you can't yep. let a heckler have your balls in his hand <laughs> or her hand. You can't do it. Do not let the heckler have your balls. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. What's in the horizon for Denver? Because I know you know there ain't nothing going on right now, but. Well, what's coming up? I mean, nothing really. I mean, nothing really. I mean, I don't know. I mean, because I haven't really, I don't know. I really haven't, like, reached out, like, too much or anything like that, like, during these times and all. Because I was just, I'm just like, mm, I'm like, let's just see how it goes. And also, like, my approach for, like, the most part has been, like, don't try to force it, you know? Like, if someone asks me to come, to come back, then I'll hit them up being like, oh, am I still good to come back? Yeah. But besides that, I'm not about to try to force the issue for shows right now because there's bigger fish to fry in a, in a, in a, in a sense, you know. So okay. as far as me being aware of what's going on with comedy, it's just more bickering on Facebook than it is like actual like any traction as far as like comedy is concerned and stuff. But, you know, another day passes and whatnot. That's this is all it is. Yes. Other than Moxie, there's nothing really. No stage time for you right now, or nah, 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 no stage time. Besides, no, nah, no stage time for me right now. There may, I may have something uh, going on in Fort Collins like next month and everything. But yeah, I'm just not trying to. I'm just trying not to like press the issue and everything yeah. else because it, it's. Yeah, I'm just not trying to like press press the issue because it's just. I'm not trying to fill up. A, a calendar right now or anything yeah. you know it was just like kind of just like let things like come back to 
like, you know, slowly, slowly come back to normal, just see how it like plays out and everything. Because that's the thing. We don't know. We still just don't know what the full outlook is going to be, like how stuff is going to like what is going to be like, you know, what is going to be normalized now and everything else, you know, because like venues can open back up and stuff like that and like Denver and all. But like just, you know, Denver is just on a way different like note than like other places, you know, so. So, yeah, it's, it's still just really just kind of like a wait and see mode, you know, for, for me, at least, like, I don't know, trying to come out and get a whole bunch of shit ready. It just kind of feels a little it just feels weird at this point in time right now. So it's just like if something comes to me, I'll take it. I don't got no problem with that. Something yeah. comes. But besides that, I'm like, I'm not trying to press the issue. Yeah. So so is that kind of a little bit of a hint for northern Colorado that you'll be going down to? Or comedy maybe in the future here no maybe so we'll, 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 maybe so we'll, we'll, we'll see everyone you know that's that's been like the biggest buzz right now you know and you know and d-ride has always been fucking ridiculous as far as like how he like how he markets and advertises himself and everything else and like you know, and and him seeing the opportunity when like the, when the half note went down and him jumping on that it's like Yep. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's smart. You know, and, but, and my thing is I've known about it. Like I've been knowing about it, like that it being in the works for like, you know, for a minute, like he's been doing just such a great job trying to like promote it through other shows before he even have the show. So there's a chance that next month, like I could be up there, but there's still some, still a couple of things that needs to be worked out, you know, cause like it's still, it's still uh it's still like a wait and see type deal, you know, cause if it falls through, I'm just like, okay, it fell through. But if it, but you know, but if it happens, it's like, all right, then cool. It happens, you know? So we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see if I come back to Foco cause you know, they, they, you know, they like me out there and whatnot. A little bit of decadence never hurt nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always <laughs> thinking, uh, just, you got the stage time. Get up there, man. Get up there and do it. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah. So, so you've done you've done Fort Collins, you've done Greeley. I'm assuming you've done Loveland. You've done a show in Loveland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Colorado Springs. I don't know a lot about the Colorado Springs market. Springs. I've done a fair amount of shows in the Springs. The Springs is kind of Springs is kind of weird. Okay, so the Springs has more of a north as far as like the audience goes. They have more of a northern Colorado vibe than they do like a uh, Denver type of vibe. You know. Interesting. Okay. Um, I think. To be honest, I think Colorado Springs is like kind of like the closest to hood that I can get out here in Colorado. To be quite honest, no, no, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, <laughs> Springs got some good Springs, got some hood, got some hood motherfuckers yeah. up there. Yeah, and I res- and I respect it and all, but um, <laughs> but I think also when it comes down to like the crowds that come through, like at the local shows and stuff. I think it's all about where you're at, you know? So, like, you could be Oscar Blues, for example, in Colorado Springs. You generally get, like, more white conservative audience. Okay. And they're, but they're younger, you know? So, like, like you can play a lot, playing around with them like you can with people, like, with Northern Colorado, you know? Okay. But then if you go to a couple other spots, though, you can end up in a, in a spot where it's, like, where you got, like, all Black people and Mexicans and stuff like that. And then their comedy club up there, Looney. Looney's is crazy because, like, when they put on a show, people come to Looney's. And, like, I, I remember I did a show. It was, like, a, it was a You Look Like contest, but I, was, I wasn't I was doing the contest. I was doing, like, a hell spot. I was doing a 15-minute set. And, like, the crowd packed. Like, yeah, they 
everybody was in there. It, it like it, and it was in like you when you had them. Oh, you had it was it was it, it's dope. So and people remember you. Like I remember I went back to the I went to the mall out there and it was like, oh, you that guy that was. I was like, oh yeah, I am that guy. I'm DJ. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so yeah, I I think Colorado Springs has like as far as like the audience goes, it's really cool. It's a definitely like a darker. So definitely like a darker vibe as far as the scene goes, as far as like the material, you know, like people are a lot more edgy, like in Colorado Springs, as far as the comics go. Like I've I've heard some wild shit being on stage in Colorado Springs where I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did he, did did he just say, did did he just say, is they about to beat his ass or not? Like, oh, sir. Ma'am, you can't say that. Yeah, no, I've heard yeah. some very wild shit in Springs. But that's the thing, though. If you get up in the Springs and stuff and people fuck with you, like they'll have your back and everything because it's just so hard for the Springs to get people that's not in the Springs to come out there unless, like, you pay them well enough because, fair enough, it's, yeah. it's a damn near 75, 100-mile drive, mm-hmm. like, like, 100-mile drive just to get there. That's so what's happening. Like, yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> You 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 better be like 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 paying something, you know. But it's good. But it's definitely just good good experience material, and there's a puppy, and I'm in love with it. Anyway, what about what about three E's? Isn't that relatively new over there? Have you had a chance to do three E's? I haven't had a chance to do three E's. I was in the works with it like back in back in like October or something like that. But then next thing you know, everything kind of like fizzled out and stuff. We'll see as far as like coming back up there and everything else, but. Yeah, I haven't been to the Springs in like in like almost a year, damn near. But it's cool. It's cool up there as far as the comedy go. And the yeah. food is and the food is fire. <laughs> good food, good comedy. Colorado Springs. That should be their new motto right there. Come to Colorado Springs. We got comedy and, and other pleasantries and shit. <laughs> Not good weed. Don't nope. don't go up there uh, looking for good weed. Uh, oh, <laughs> You, you look so disappointed right now. <laughs> One time I bought weed from somebody in Colorado Springs, right? And I was so mad because, like, first off, he handed it to me in, like, one of those 7-Up, those 7-Eleven bags, you oh, know, that you put, like, the, the yeah. toes in and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, and I put the shit in my pocket, and then I get home, and I go to get the weed out, and then the weed falls out. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I, the motherfucker didn't even put the weed in the bag. He put it on the bag, and then just uh. like... And just, I, <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the floor, picking up weed crumbs, uh, and a little gremlin, yeah. but I live in a, rec- in a legalized state or some shit. Oh, I, man. Was, I, was, I was so upset. I was so upset. I'm like, I'm always bringing my own weed when I come up here. And then whenever I bring my own weed up there, oh, damn, where do you get this gas from? Huh? Man, fuck y'all, <laughs> all right? Fuck y'all. I don't, don't smoke. And then nobody can smoke weed up there. Everybody put all the blood <laughs> off, fucking wet and shit. And it's all closing yeah. up. Man, uh, Colorado Springs made me have to put filters in all my shit that I roll. <laughs> all of it. I never used a filter before Colorado Springs. <laughs> These motherfuckers closing up blunts and stuff like that, making love to it and shit, and uh, I don't need all that. Oh, man. Sorry, I just got really 
No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You got emotional there about the about the green situation down Colorado Springs. It's it's, they, they, it's it's very trying up there. All right. Yeah. It's very no. very trying. BYO BYOM. Own weed, please. Yeah. Just, BYOW. Just, BYOW. Yeah, just, man, yeah. You just gotta you just gotta bring your own weed up there. They will they will they will <laughs> fuck you over if you don't. <laughs> like like this. Oh, it's thirty six percent. Why do these buds weigh 0.3? What the hell do you mean? I sold no 37% shake. You better get the fuck out my face. Lying to me. How's this 37% and it don't sparkle? You tell me that. You tell yeah. me that. Hey, do, you have, do you have a spot in Denver that's like your favorite venue to perform in? My favorite venue to perform in in Denver? Yeah, do you have like a favorite spot to like a favorite stage? It's like someplace you feel more at home. Like, cause you mentioned that Denver is like far away from family, but is there like a stage yeah. that just, you know, feels like home and, you know, you're more comfortable there than others maybe? I think it'd be some bullshit to say Comedy Works because Comedy Works is cool. I, I do really like Comedy Works. They, 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 you know, they pack a hell of a show. But yeah. like sometimes I feel like, What's the business, know, man? It's a business. For yeah, sure. like, and 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 with them, and like, and with the audience that's there, with the audience that's there, it's kind of like it's kind of like training wheels in a way. I'm not gonna lie, you know, and I'm not saying that it's hard to bomb, but what I'm saying is, is that like, if your shit don't work at Comedy Works, it's probably not gonna work. Like, you need yeah. to redo. Like, that's one of the very few stages I've been on that made me feel like that. And so knowing that there's a two drink minimum and everything else and all that and like and like the, how great the room is and all like you can't expect that for every room that you be in. So I think the crowd, I think it's, it's training wheels because you can get spoiled off of that. And then you got to remember that you got to learn how to ride the bike, you know, right. as far as favorite, it's hard for me to say I have a favorite stage specifically in Denver. I mean, I think back in I think back before before all the bullshit i liked voodoo i liked voodoo comedy i think voodoo comedy had a cool state i think it was really intimate it was black box room and stuff when it got when it filled out like it it was great room you know i think that room i i i want to say that room it was is really dope and then i say denver comedy denver comedy lounge is definitely another one that that's dope because one the sake is dope to the sushi, I don't even like sushi like that, and I'll eat they sushi and stuff, you know. That the owners are really good; they're pet friendly and all. They and they do a great job advertising and everything else. Like, and once you get there, it's also kind of intimate. Like, it's like back garage type feel or like back alley feel, but it, it just feels like you're more with the crowd and stuff, you know. So like you can play around with them like a lot more, you know. So I say in Denver, those are probably my two favorites. Nice. I hear what you're saying because it feels like, you know, Comedy Works is a great stage. It's not underground no more. It's mainstream. It's straight up oh, mainstream yeah. Denver comedy, right? But there's oh, yeah. always going to be a lot of love for that underground spot in town, you know? Oh, yeah. So it sounds like Comedy Lounge and Voodoo was that for you. you oh, know? yeah. Because kind of, I hate to say this about, you know, what's going to happen in Fort Collins because all, all the love to D-Rod and like, I, I hope that the comedy gods just smile on the Fort yeah. Comedy scene, you know? But at the same time, D-Rod's about to go mainstream. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna be the mainstream spot in Foco. Now what's gonna be the underground spot for comedy in Fort Collins now? You know what I'm saying? And for me, that was a whiskey. You ever been yeah. to the whiskey? Oh, I love that back room. That amber, you know, in the background, <laughs> and then you can't really see the audience, but you can, and you know. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that atmosphere. You know what I mean? You know, in Fort Collins, my my mic for that was Dunces and Drafts. Oh, I never got a chance to do that one. Yeah. yeah. No, Sounds like a lot of fun. 
that one was crazy because like the stage was one right in front of the front door and mm. like it's like an l-shaped audience room so like like you got people in front of you and then you got people to the left of you so you had to like yeah. to like entertain both sides you had to give them equal amounts of attention i got to pretty good up there to the point where I, they named a drink after me oh nice real nice yeah yeah that was it was it the black panther i think it was because i just told them because <laughs> one day because like the first time i went in there they was like what do you want to do what do you want to drink i'm like i don't know Make some blue shit and some red shit and make it purple. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So, <laughs> and they did. And the they did. Fire, yeah. I didn't really? ask them what it was, but they put it in there. I think it was the Black Panther or the heart shaped herb or, or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, they made they named it. Yeah, that was the first place I that's ever. That's the only place that's ever like named a drink. At, like, I got to name a drink after. I was just like, that's fucking cool. Okay. That is. That is. Oh man, I have not had that honor yet. <laughs> oh man, that'd be a lot of fun. Like, hey man, give me, give me, give me a shot of me. <laughs> give, give, give me, hey, give me my usual. You, you, you know, give, give, give me my. You know what that is. You know what that is. <laughs> I don't gotta tell y'all. I don't, I don't gotta tell y'all. Sorry, y'all know what I wanted when I walked in the door. I don't gotta tell y'all nothing. <laughs> who would you say, or who, or what, or what is it that influences your comedy and your comedy style the most? What would you say that is? Wow. Um. Who I say the most? Hmm. I would probably have to say. Burning Mac. It's like honestly, it's kind of like like a like a Burning Mac, Kevin Hart mix, you know. But kind of, but like, cause I, you know, Bernie was the motherfucker who went up there and like just didn't give a fuck. Mm. Like he was gonna say what the fuck he was gonna say, however he felt, and he didn't give a damn. Like just him, just I'm just I ain't scared of you. Like mm-hmm. like that right there. Like that's just <laughs> there's so much power in that, you know. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. for all you know, he probably lied. He could be lying his ass off. Yeah, you know, right? so, <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. But it's yeah. just that affirmation, you know, like you know, and also I love how with Bernie, you could you could like you could take him serious. Like when he talked to you, you could take him seriously. Like mm-hmm. when he was talking to you, and he could be. But when he was like like just like joking, like just like being silly, like you was on board with him too. So I also I am gonna lie. Another person that kind of inspired what I do is Shannon Sharp. Yeah, I mean, better Shannon call a national guy up in here. Man, I think <laughs> Shannon Sharp is is hilarious. All right, I think I love his antics, like watching like Skip and Shannon and everything else. Like I legit watch it like just for him. Like he's he's just like ridiculous. Like his analogies, like they call him Unk for a reason. You know, like when you get like when you get the title of unk that in our community is like that's the one that you can kick back with and like get away with doing some bullshit and like mm-hmm. he he hell and joke with him but at the same time they was gonna tell you some wise ass fucking shit if you listen to him and everything else you know yeah. i don't know like you know like his analogies and like you know his sayings and everything else his character his demeanor like how so quick he is to like flip like his attitude and everything it's like like that's really inspirational because it's like he's this big guy and everything else but he can kick back and act like a little kid just like that you know but then come back and be so serious and like make you listen to him and shit like that i definitely get inspired off of those two and i think kevin hart because because of his stature he is allowed to like he allowed to get away with like shit where it's kind of like oh a little kevin type deal 
yeah. I feel like I kind of have that vibe too because I'm like, not that I'm like a small man because I'm definitely taller than Kevin Hart, but I'm not built, you know, like I'm fun size, you know, I'm lean, I'm frail. <laughs> so I think that right there allows me to play into like a lot of like, a lot of like innocence in like a, like a, like an innocent humor in the type of way, like a OG Williker shucks, look at him type deal, you know? So I would probably say those, those three is like probably like probably my biggest ones. Yeah. They just released the Bernie Mac show on prime. Ooh. Oh, water. I've been having so much fun rewatching every single show. Oh man. Man. Uh, man. It, Bernie, that show was fucking hilarious to me. He had the, what do you say? He said, uh, homeless man, come up to him talking about, man, I ain't so long I forgot what food tastes like. Bernie Mac just like, oh, don't worry about it. It ain't changed. <laughs> <laughs> and he drives away and the kids are in the car. The kids are in the car. He's all saying that. <laughs> you know, Bernie didn't give a fuck. Y'all want one of these big ass donuts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bernie has been Ever since I started comedy, I think my my Bernie Mac has been my screensaver on my phone. Nice. Ever since yeah. I started. Uh, See, that's that's the thing that I kind of um, I'm afraid of because when I watch a show, I start to kind of mimic and copy the parts that I like. You know, yeah. so Bernie Mac has that one mannerism where he's like, "Nice, real nice." <laughs> yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Let me go say that. But yeah, I love his I love his facial expressions too. Yes. That man, you could always tell what's going on in his heart just from his face. Mm -hmm. Funny, like how you mentioned, like, you know, you were worried, you know, you feel like you were mimicking him in a sense. That's kind of one reason why I honestly I don't watch stand-up comedy anymore. I don't. Because if it's a live show, I can watch it. That's different. Because when I'm at a live show, like I feel like I'm learning and everything else and stuff. When I'm at like watching someone on comedy, like trying to do like like a stand-up special, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm critiquing it too much. Yep. I'm not enjoying it necessarily. And like, and I'm worried about like mimicking something. Like I remember one time I heard Tracy Morgan say something on, on a Howard Stern interview one time talking about like, Oh, we black. We don't say, we don't say like, you know, like suck my cock. We say suck my dick and everything else. And I accidentally said that once on stage mm-hmm. and this comic had to tell me, he was like, you know, you just quoted, Tracy Morgan, right? And I didn't even realize I did it until he it told just, me. Yeah. In that moment, I was just like, I gotta be careful of what I absorb as far as comedy yeah. goes, because yeah. it's it could be so, and not even like on some malicious shit, like you are trying, like you're hunting to like take someone's joke or anything like that. It's just something that can tickle you so much that it inspired you, and then it's just like, oh shit, did you remember the, the source material? Like, are you being real with yourself to be like, oh, I genuinely came up with that all by myself, or I got inspired by someone and I tweaked it in the way I wanted to, you know? Right. Yeah, you're such a comedy fan that you're you're a sponge. You're going to absorb everything that makes you laugh out loud because then, hey, this person cracked the formula somehow. This person yep. figured out how to make somebody laugh out loud. What was that? But then, you know, you can also absorb it to the point that it ac- accidentally, subconsciously, whatever, this comes out. Yeah, it's, it's cool that you're honest with yourself enough to be able to. All right, well, caught myself. You got to be. Got to be. So you mentioned some of your favorite comics already. Are there any like local Denver comedians that are some of your favorites that you would like to see live more often? Oh, the Growlix brothers. Got to give mm-hmm. a big shout out to them. I'm still trying to earn my, my all my Growlix badges and I still haven't got there yet because I haven't performed with all of them. I've performed with Ben, I've performed with ACH, but I have yet to perform with Andrew. So I'm still working on that. But like um, seeing Ben and, and, and ACH, like it's so crazy watching them because they have 
such different styles. Like with mm. Ben Roy, I feel I relate to him a lot more because we're just like energetic and ridiculous, but we also we also be having some like some deeper shit to say. And like I think Adam Kalen Holland is so what's the word I'm looking for? He's so like methodical and crafty with his material. Like yeah. like I'm the biggest pop I've ever seen from a crowd in comedy was because of Adam Kalen Holland. And it was nuts. It was like at the Fox Theater, I think downtown, he uh, did a guest spot for Patton Oswalt. Did this, he did this joke. He did this joke about comparing like him having like the finest like whiskey in Ireland to having the finest Coors Light in Denver. The I've never seen an audience get that fucking loud for a joke in my like in person before that shit was absolutely nuts so them two i love seeing i love seeing like shanae ross perform i think she's i think she's fucking dope as shit my homeboy tyree diller i think is like amazing as far as like other like denver comics i get excited to see i like seeing uh, I like seeing brad galley i think galley um i think he's a very interesting person as a as a comic, like he has that character of a comic, you know, like mm-hmm. a specific, you know, like I think I think he's really dope. As far as other like Denver cats, Kronberg is dope. I love I like seeing Anthony Armstrong because Anthony Armstrong is like is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's ridiculous. Like he gives me the the Def Jam vibes, you know, and I and I and I personally just love that. It's like the nostalgia in me loves that. So Stroop also, I fucking love yeah. seeing. Like, uh, I get, I always get excited to see Stroop. If I know I'm doing a show with Stroop, I'm like, oh shit. Let's see here. Nancy Norton is another one that I think kills. I think she's dope. Let me see here. As far as like other Denver comedians, that's about that's about all. That's I a mean, good list. That's a good yeah, list. Yeah, that's about it right now. Good list. This was a really good. Uh, this was a really good talk, PJ. I appreciate your time, yeah. man. Oh so, yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and you're, so you're coming down for the Moxie Theater Comedy Showcase tonight. Tonight you'll be out here tonight. All right. <laughs> what, what do you want? What do you want G Town to know about the show? Why should they come out? I mean, what other chance? What other chance that how you go? How you gonna not start your 2021 off with some decadence? You know, with, with a little, with a little <laughs> bit of chocolate to start. You need everybody needs something sweet to start off this year after the bitter right. taste of last year left in our mouth. You know, so. <laughs> My thing is like, you know, you getting all energy, you know, you getting all you getting all vulnerability. You're gonna be sitting back, you're gonna be wondering, you're gonna be left in all while at the same time, like, you know, kinda holding your stomach and shit, you know. We I just think that everyone's gonna be in for a wild ride for especially for someone that you've never even heard of yet, you know? So I think that's the reason why they should come out because you know, they're you know, another select group of people that get to experience decadence before it takes over the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's a great point to bring up. You're going to be the very first act of the Moxie Theater 2021. You know, first wow. And this, this show's, man, this show's had people on their toes since for about a month now, man. People bought tickets for the December show. Those are going to be honored. There's a good chance this thing's going to sell out. However many come, you know, one, two, twenty, two hundred. I'm all good with it, you know. Eric, no matter who comes, it's all gonna be a rocket ass time. Yeah, no, yeah, I appreciate this so much. I mean, well, I just figured out Zoom. <laughs> 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 I 
I'm like, yeah, I get, I get talk to people again. They don't have to come to Greeley. <laughs> so, oh, no, this is no, this is perfect. This is that. This works absolutely perfect for me. Yeah, man. So I guess I guess I'll see you tonight. Yeah, I'll see you tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for for your time today on this interview at Comics Bar Stone Axis, and for coming out to Greeley, making G Town laugh. I'm so excited to see you said again, man. <laughs> you, know, you got and, uh, it, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in today for this exclusive one-on-one with Denver comedian PJ Johnson. PJ, thank you so much for your time. Let me talk about what's going on in Denver, kind of keeping me updated with that scene. I hope you crush it tonight. The Moxie Theater Comedy Showcase. Guys, what are you waiting for if you haven't gotten your tickets? To the Moxie Theater Comedy Showcase tonight. Get them. MoxieTheater.com or show up. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. Get on down. Laugh with us, man. We're going to laugh with some comedians with some stand-up comedy. It's going to be a good time. Comics at Barstone Axis is brought to you by 477 Stilling in downtown Greeley, Colorado. 477Distilling.com Get down there and check out their bourbon barrel select. It's their homemade bourbon whiskey. It's been aged in the medianoche barrel and it's going to give it some flavorful stout notes. If you like your bourbon with a little bit of stout flavor in it, this is the bottle you want to get. 477 Distilling in wonderfully fragrant, really Colorado. Get your bottle today. Shout out to the Greeley Hatchet House for allowing this concept to exist. We would not exist without you, Greeley Hatchet House. Thank you so much for allowing us to do the podcast in your house to let our comedians throw some hatchets at the wall. If you haven't had a chance to go down there and check out all the fun shenanigans you can get by throwing sharp things at a target, check out GreeleyHatchetHouse.com. Running some specials for couples. Use every lane before before they open it up for everybody again. You know, during the pandemic, you could do a one-lane rental and get the whole place yourself. I don't know if that's still going on. I know they're allowing walk-ins soon. So reallyhatchethouse.com is every lane by emailing booking at reallyhatchethouse.com. That's our show, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in all across the country. Shout out to all the listeners. Uh, please keep it tuned in right here every Friday at 11 in the morning Mountain Standard Time keep up with Greeley, Colorado, and the Northern Colorado comedy scene. Comics and bars, dough and axes. Thanks you. Peace. I should have been born in Appalachia.